0: Can you imagine learning to do something completely amazing, something new and totally outside of your comfort zone, in a single afternoon? No, I'm not talking about learning to program your new TV remote control or change the oil in your car. I'm talking about something a little bit scary, something you were not sure you would ever do, something with real consequences, an event so pivotal that it might be etched into the very substance of who you are and change the way you think about yourself for the rest of your life. Unfortunately, as we age, our learning curves tend to flatten, our bravery wanes, and time spreads out, even though there is less of it each day. Sure, most of us learn to parallel park over the course of a few brief teenage days, and it may have seemed a bit scary at the time, but not many truly bad things happen at one mile per hour. My mom taught me how to twist and turn our old Ford into tight spaces back in the summer of 1975, shortly before she started seeing a therapist. But no one has ever stood on the lectern at a fancy college, wearing a borrowed robe and giving a commencement address that begins, I wouldn't be standing before you today, a physicist of all things and the inventor of edible insect repellent if my mom had never taught me to deftly squeeze our 1973 Chevy Vega in between a dumpster and a fire hydrant. And as our anecdotal years approach, we watch most of our big life events in the rearview mirror, and the new and the novel and the incredible become things that other people do, and those people are usually much younger and braver than we are. While we've slowed to a trot, they are somehow still sprinting. We're pretty much stuck being who we are, and if it takes us six months to get reasonably good at cornhole, well, that actually seems quite quick, and perhaps even a bit reckless. We still learn, of course, but things often move glacially compared to when we were small, and we could catch a vital new life skill after lunch. Sometimes it's just enough to witness a sudden metamorphosis in someone else's life, to be there on the sidelines at the key moment. Just imagine the tingly, vicarious wonder of being the person who pops open the chute at a rodeo so an 87-year-old dentist from Cleveland can get the thrill of riding her first angry bull. But I think the best thing is not to just be there when someone does something they never thought they could, not just to see it happen and then applaud loudly, but to play an active, purposeful role. And I think the very best thing is to seek out those roles to watch for the approach of those fleeting moments and provide an encouraging boost. As parents and grandparents, our greatest joys, and, yes, I believe our greatest life triumphs, often come in those short seconds of new opportunity, when someone we love asks a tiny, seemingly inconsequential question like, Can you take me down to the lake? And that when we say yes, it changes everything. And our answer should always be yes, because we just never know what wondrous triumphs lie on the other side of the next few minutes. Hi there, I'm Peter Lewis, father, grandfather, writer, storyteller. You're listening to The Dad Story Project, a podcast dedicated to two simple themes, That we find the most fulfillment in the ordinary events of every day. And that the currency of childhood is time. Our children and grandchildren don't want more stuff. They just want us. Today's episode is titled, Sophie's Leap. Saturday, August 22, 2020, at 2:47 2 p.m., Sophie Emmeline Lewis, age seven, wearing a fetching, yet sensible, pink one-piece bathing suit and sporting a flaming red life jacket with the words "Full Throttle" emblazoned on the back, stood still, as if welded to the second step of the galvanized ladder bolted to the shoreside dock at Highland Lake. Warm summer water lapped at her knees. Children laughed and splashed in the shallows under the tall pines. A dog barked far off. White knuckling the metal safety rail, Sophie looked down into the water, furrowed her brow, and cringed. Her grandfather, Peter, age 60, stood waist-deep just four feet away gently splashing the water about him with his hands, smiling, and waiting. Sophie's glare moved from the brooding water up to her grandfather, whom she called Jipa, and for several seconds she dared not even blink. Can I touch the bottom here, Jipa? she asked. Yes. Will my face stay above the water? Yes. Will you catch me? yes a cold minute ticked by as sophie counted to three several times but didn't budge finally she uncurled her fingers from the railing pinched her nose bent gradually at the waist stepped off the ladder and slid slowly into the lake with nary a splash her grandfather caught her immediately Sophie comes from an aquatic family. Her mom, Jen, grew up on a finger-thin peninsula on the main coast, surrounded by the ocean. And her dad, Jeremiah, works as an engineer far out in the sea, once built his own high-tech one-man submarine, and has been waterlogged most of his life. Both parents move effortlessly through the air to water and back again, so it was utterly natural for Sophie and her younger sister, Lexi, to be raised soggy, dripping, occasionally blue-lipped and shivering. All during the hot summer of 2020, Sophie had been immersed regularly out at the lake and dunked repeatedly from the sides of the family boat. Treading water led to dog paddling, and as the warm days and parental encouragement flew by, both duration and distance increased at an impressive rate, she once hovered in a lazy river way over her head and without her beloved life jacket for 26 seconds. After a fun sleepover at her grandparents' house, when the evening before the entire family had all run around in the yard until darkness and exhaustion overcame them and they had to make s'mores over a campfire, the next morning dawned bright with promised warmth. Can you take me down to the lake Jeepaw? sophie asked after lunch i have plans she added sure he said arriving at the beach a while later sophie pointed out the car window toward the floating dock a short dog paddle from shore i'm going to swim all the way out to that she proclaimed of course you are her Jeepaw agreed In the hour or so following the previously described white-knuckle episode on the ladder, and with her grandfather's encouragement, Sophie became increasingly brave. She tossed her life jacket on shore and practiced treading water by lifting her feet off the sand and wiggling pretty much everything. She waded out toward the deepness until her eyeballs, nostrils, and lips were the only parts of her above-the-surface film, and then she dunked herself. It's good practice, she said, once she finished coughing and sputtering. She asked her grandfather to fling her into the air several times, and each time she laughed and then dog-paddled back and hugged him. At about half-past three, gaining much confidence in being in water over her head, and learning that getting splashed in the face, and even being dunked briefly underwater, was fun after all, Sophie returned to the shoreside dock, and began carefully experimenting with jumping. Hopping from the bottom rung of the ladder soon turned into hopping from the dock itself, which then morphed into walking briskly along the planks and making actual, if slightly tentative, jumps into the lake. All this was done with her full-throttle life jacket on. Just in case, she said. Her grandfather caught her every time. Once she had conquered jumping into the shallow water from the low dock at the shore, Sophie pointed toward the floating dock anchored out in the deep water. "'Time to get out there, Jeepaw, she said. "'You're ready, then?' he asked. "'Yep.' Sophie sloshed up onto the beach and turned to look out toward the distant dock, bobbing gently in the waves of the lake 75 feet away. Never taking her eyes off her floating prize, she slowly unbuckled the buckles on her life jacket, wriggling each arm out one at a time, and then she laid the life jacket carefully down on the damp sand and waded back out to join her grandfather. You'll have to stay very close to me, she whispered. I'll never leave your side, he whispered back. He breaststroking and she dog paddling, G-Paw and Sophie swam northwest the distant mountains in sharp relief at the far end of the long lake. Sophie stared at the floating dock. Jeepaw stared at Sophie. In short order, they were there, and then she was quick up the ladder and standing dead center on the float, smiling and dripping, hands on her hips, scanning her new horizon. We sure swam a long way, Jeepaw, she said, waving her right arm in a wide arc. We sure did, he said. Sophie walked carefully to the edge of the floating dock and looked down. The dock dipped slightly as she neared the brink, but she kept her balance easily, like an athlete. She stared past her jeepaw and down into the dark water. Can I touch the bottom here, she asked. No, he said. Will my face stay above the water if I jump? No. Will you catch me? No. Sophie frowned. Why won't you catch me, Cheepaw? You don't need me to catch you anymore, Soph. You're practically a fish now. Sophie bent gradually at the waist toward her grandfather and braced herself with her hands on her damp knees. Will I be okay? she asked softly. Yes. How do you know? I'm your grandfather. I know about this stuff. And it's my job to keep you safe and help you do brave things. Sophie looked into her grandfather's eyes for a very long time, then released her knees, straightened, and walked back to the far end of the floating dock. She turned back around and looked toward the shore and at the old dock, where long ago she had learned to jump into the lake without getting water up her nose. Seeing her life jacket lying in the sand, Sophie looked at her grandfather, bit her lip and pouted slightly. You don't need your life jacket anymore, Soph, Cheapaw said. Sophie looked down at her feet, and then her eyes moved slowly along the boards to the lip of the dock and then out over the water, her eyes narrowing as if she were calculating something. Treading water effortlessly, the older man watched the young girl as she stood in the glaring brightness of summer, the sunshine dancing in reflected golden waves across her face, and his heart quickened as the wonder of the moment approached. And at precisely five minutes past four o'clock on a hot summer day, Sophie, Emmeline Lewis, took a very deep breath and then ran full throttle across the floating dock and threw herself into the air. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dad Story Project podcast. If you would like to show your support, please give us a good rating and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about the Dad Story Project, download stories, and find out how you may be able to participate, please visit thedadstoryproject.com and please like us on Facebook and tell your family and friends. Until next time, bye for now.